This Daytona slash Milwaukee recap edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code SGPN Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Driver, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb it certainly was an exciting weekend of racing and Yes, I am back to where I belong in my home studio. Welcome to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. First and foremost, Cody, I just have to say I am very excited to be back here sitting in this seat and not in some remote location with the Echo and driving my commander out of his room. <laughs> yes, it's nice to see you back in the, the comfort of your own home in your own studio. Um, I'm just glad that uh, you were able to still be be with us, even though it was different. Uh, but yeah, it's nice to be back in back in the the main digs. And uh, you take a deep breath now. Daytona, the chaos is over. Might have some more predictable races coming forward. But Rod, what a weekend of racing! Just I mean, Friday. Oh man, Friday night race, a Saturday night race, then three races on Sunday. We got to enjoy had some rough races but most of the races are actually cashed some pretty good bets in i really hope you listen to the f1 gambling podcast if you don't i'm sorry you missed out big time because we absolutely killed it over there for the f1 race uh but man what a what a weekend for racing what a weekend for betting and uh we got a we got a playoff field set now yeah, we do. And yeah, you absolutely crushed that F1 slate. Holy cow. We're talking about Alfonso came through. I mean, we'll talk about that too when we break down that race, but boy, yeah, woo, what a day, what a <laughs> yeah, day. Tune in over there. But yeah, man, we had a, what, a 33 to one, a 28 to one, a plus 650. Like, oh yeah, we had some big ones over there. So that was nice. We, uh, most of our card on the, the F1 race paid out. IndyCar, we'll get into that when we have our IndyCar episode. Uh, we should have cashed more. We hit some a decent one. Well, one decent one, I guess, still. But uh, yeah, it, it should have gone a little differently, but that's okay. We'll uh, we'll break all that down when we get to it. 
Obviously, if you missed it, we already talked about Xfinity Series. We did a, a live show on Friday night, kind of a little different, but it happened to work out that way. Built some DFS lineups um, since we already knew the starting lineup for the Cup race Saturday and recapped the Xfinity race, which we had a lot of success in that one. Getting having success in one of two Daytona races, Rod, I will take that. <laughs> hey, and honestly, with the way those Daytona races shook out, and and let's be honest, the way the Milwaukee race shook out, and we'll talk about that in a second, you just got to be happy with what you got because, I mean, even that Milwaukee race was a little more Daytonish than I wanted it to be. <sighs> it had uh, its elements. <laughs> oh, it, it had its time, but yeah, I mean, look, when we had the entire field uh, wreck out, in a half of a just one lap that was obviously like i said we'll get there too but yeah this this whole weekend i am so glad that we told everybody just take it light and and honestly as i listened across the board to other people as well i mean look it wasn't as just as if our card was shot by a lot of those there were very few people out there that were you know and, and listen shout out to those of you who were holding chris busher tickets uh yeah. we we saw a couple of those but uh yeah i mean his his chances were just as good as anybody else's at that point. Yeah, I mean, and we'll obviously we'll break we'll go through the bets, even though a lot of them didn't hit, like we always do, because we're we like to be transparent, right? But I mean, we talked about it. You go lighter at Daytona. They're educated guesses, which it's always an educated guess. But there's a lot more that can go wrong on Daytona than other places. I mean, obviously Joseph Newgarden can still back it into the wall for whatever reason, but uh, um, it. it it, yeah, it just that's how it goes, and and we saw it was weird because we saw chaos, but it really it wasn't as much chaos as I thought we were gonna see. I mean, there was one big wreck, and there was what sixteen cars involved in it, so I get that. But I really thought there was gonna be more big wrecks. Um, obviously, we had the the priest flip over. I mean, insane crash. That's one of the craziest crashes I've seen in a long time. He's been released from the hospital. He's home in North Carolina, which is great news. Uh, but man, I, other than those, like, wasn't really, I, I really thought we were going to get, especially as they were coming towards the end. And then, you know, we get the caution for overtime. And I told my wife, she's like, Oh, we're going to overtime. And I go get ready. Cause there's going to be about four more overtimes coming up. And, and they didn't, it was one overtime and that was it. It ended up being less chaos, which I think kind of hurt our card. Cause it wasn't as much chaos as maybe we had predicted. Um, even though there was still a lot of chaos, which we knew was going to come. So it was a, a mixture of both, I guess, some, but not enough. And just, just landed how it landed, I suppose. I wonder though, how much that priest flip kind of calmed everybody down as far oh, as trying 100%. to take too many chances. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I know well, that these heard, guys I, are crazy, but like when you see something like that, it, it just got to stick with you and like, oh man, that could have been me. Yeah. Well, and these guys are they talk about it, right? They can see the screens. Like there's TV screens around the track. Denny said he saw it on, he looked over while he was driving around the track under caution. And he goes, Holy shit. Like it was an insane wreck. And I think at that point, everybody takes a deep breath and says, okay, let's not, you know, let's not have that happen to us. And I think it, something like that is kind of a check of like, okay, everybody takes a little bit easier. They maybe don't make that one extra move. They would have made could make a huge difference. And, and, shakes up I, I mean honestly i was disappointed in the lack of like effort at the end by some of these it's like you know you have to win this race to get it and it's like i really didn't feel i mean i i get once the six and 17 hooked up you weren't going to stop and brad was just going to push him he was there was no he didn't even make a move when they're clear by 30 car lengths at the end like he could have gone for the win then like he's just happy to push his car 
get another win as an owner. Like he doesn't care. So, I mean, once they got hooked up, you probably weren't going to catch him, but I, I don't know. Same thing we talked about with Sheldon Creed. Like, why didn't he door, you know, door all guy and try to beat him on Saturday night or Friday night rather in Xfinity didn't make a lot of sense either, but here we are anyways. Well, and we talk about it too. When we talk about Kozlowski and Busher, I mean, it, at this point, Brad's had a very distinguished career and yeah, you want another win. You want all the accolades, but boy, it, he's starting to make his, his ownership now sort of the, the, the thrust of what he's going for. You know, I, I know he knows probably that he just, he's not going to be behind the seat for very much longer. And he can still drive, obviously. He's still young enough. He's still talented enough. But I think at this point in his, his his life, he's like, okay, well, look, I've done a lot of great things. Now let me start to put my ownership in focus, and and we'll start building that up to what yeah, I've and, been on the track. Yeah, he still he still wants to win, though. and and But he knows that that team win. I mean, Chris Buescher went from a guy two years ago that had one fog-shortened, you know, fog-race-shortened win to he's won – four races in two seasons and he's won three three out of the last what five races like that's i don't have we had any hendrick cars or gibbs cars that have won three of five this year like maybe byron did early in the season but that's a pretty dominant run and at diff, all different styles of tracks like he won at michigan he won at daytona he won at richmond like different tracks and uh yeah it's uh yeah i, I don't know it but yeah once they got hooked up there was no no stopping them i don't think so uh, but yeah, again, it was it was a great race. I thought it was a good race. It was exciting. There were storylines throughout it. Obviously, got the big crashes, the spectacular priest crash. Luckily, he walked away. Seems okay and everything. But crazy, crazy Saturday night. Indeed, and we'll talk all about it. But guess what? This weekend is it is the official start of college football. And college football fans, I know you're ready. For week one, DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong this week. New customers can bet just $5 on any college football game and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Fresno State's playing. Going to toss them down on there. Get those $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Like I said, looking forward to that Fresno State game. Might want to go ahead and toss some of that. Cody, you got you got any uh, college football going this weekend? Is there anybody that you're keeping your eye on? Uh, I mean, the Huskers are plus seven Thursday night in Minnesota. Uh, I don't want to do it because they let me down for so long, but... Uh, you know, I've, I've been drinking the Kool-Aid, so I'll probably take that. Been drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, well, yeah, I, that Navy bet went really well for me, so uh, yeah. definitely tail my college picks. Obviously, that's that's going great so far. <laughs> uh, well, listen, Army Army is minus 10 against uh, U- University of uh, Louisiana Monroe, so I, I think I might want to take that because that is, of course, my Army West Point team. It's minus 110. Uh, you, know, you know what I really like, Rod? Bet against Colorado. They're playing TCU this week. I uh, I saw a sports gambling podcast. The main account tweeted out like some of the bets that have come in this weekend on Colorado, and it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. That I have I I locked up their under three and a half a while ago total wins. They're gonna be so bad this year, and everybody's sucking Dion for whatever reason when he's not gonna win anything. So there you go. But I don't care what the number. I don't even know what the line is. Just take take TCU in that game. They're gonna absolutely destroy them. 
Well, as you can tell, life is a lot more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now, uh, the Sportsbook app now, and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any college football game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bet expires seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com dot slash football terms. Yes. Yes, indeed. That is where it's at. So, All right, Rod. Should we start breaking down these bets? I think we should, my friend. Uh, so, <laughs> All right. Riley Herbst, top 10, plus 320, top 5, plus 700. This one actually looked good for a while. He was running up there with them. Um, he started up front. He started, what, sixth place, I think. Uh, yeah, we talked about it. He was in his Stuart Haas prepared car. Of course, Stuart Haas qualifies one, two. He's in six there. And then nine, 10 with the, the other two cars. Like they showed up, they had speed, they had fast cars. Um, and he was mixing it up. He was up front throughout the race. I believe he did get caught up in that, uh, that, Corey LaJoy, or uh, not Corey LaJoy, the Ty Gibbs and uh, Ryan Blaney wreck there um, and ended up, yeah, finishing 38th. So obviously didn't cash this, but looked good for a while. Looked like he could run up there with the pack. Rough weekend for Herbst, unfortunately. BJ McLeod, top 10, plus 750. Um, where did BJ end up finishing? He ended up 23rd, but you look at it, I mean, Ty Dillon finished 11th. Um, so that alone tells you it was possible for something like that to happen. Uh, Yaley 19th, BJ 23rd. So just needed a little bit more chaos. Like we said, there were 16 cars involved in that one big wreck, but only a couple of cars actually went out of the race at that point. Um, and so it, it just, ugh, not not enough chaos for the BJ to, to cash. But, uh, you know, he did what we thought he would do. 23rd is, is a really good finish for him. And uh, yeah, he, he avoided the wreck that there was at least and, and just needed more chaos for that cash. Yeah, and when those wrecks happen at the front of the field like that, it's uh, like I said, it's it's amazing that we didn't get a uh, a Ricky Bobby type thing where it was only two cars left. And well, and the, even the announcer said as the wreck was happening, he goes, "Only like six cars have gone through this." Like no, it was like you know a couple cars shoot through, and then it was just nothing. Like everybody else was in the wreck. It was crazy. Yeah, it looked like a parking garage, and it was like, yeah. well, here we go. Let's sort this all out and see who well, we got had left. So many cars with all the tires flat, they red flagged the race to try and get them all and even start on the behind the, the you know, the trucks giving them a push and whatever. Like, geez, it was that was a crazy wreck. It really was. Uh, and then, you know, not enough chaos also to bring to fruition a Josh Berry top 10 as well. Um, there were points in the race where Barry, that 42 car, was was mixing it up with the top 15, which made me think that maybe possibly he could, you know, jet into the top 10. But it was just way too much jockeying going on, and, and Barry never really found anybody to to truly work with. Um, he was he was caught, you know, every once in a while in those situations where people would jut out and he he wouldn't jut out with them, or he jutted out, and nobody would jut out with him. So. Um, yeah, no, nobody was really working with that 42 car, unfortunately. And that, that you can't do, you can't do it alone. You, you have to rely on people and nobody was there to help him. So Barry did not get in the top 10 either. Yeah. Again, another one that you probably needed a little more chaos for. Unfortunately, the chaos just didn't quite happen as much. I had Almondinger top five plus five fifty. even put the puke emoji next to this in the document. 
Uh, and for good reason, because AJ, AJ didn't, yeah, he finished 29th. He was one of them caught up in that, in that big wreck. He wasn't necessarily as impressive as maybe I thought he would have been. Also at Eric Jones, top five, uh, 18th. Uh, again, it wasn't just, he was never really up there. He, he, there was one point, I think he was up there for a minute, but he didn't really get much from, from Jones. Again, uh, these are guys that are really good at making it to the end of super speedway races. And that was what I was really leaning into. And and when, I mean, we ended up with what, third 29 cars actually technically running at the end of the race. So like there was only 10 cars that were out of the race for accidents or, or overheating in Todd Golan's case, but uh, a lot, a lot of cars and AJ was the last car actually to finish that was still running in 29th. A lot of cars finished this race and, that's what makes it tough on the way we built the, these bets is because we were prepping for utter chaos where there was, what, six or eight cars left on the lead lap last year. And that's more what we expected. And, and we didn't quite get that. So uh, unfortunately, these ones did not cash either. And what's crazy is that only four of the cars that were running at the end of the race were not on the lead lap. Everybody else finished on the lead lap. Uh, the last person to do so was Tyler Reddick. After that, Hamlin finished a lap down. Larson finished a couple of laps down. Burton finished. Uh, yeah, that's, we'll get there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I got that one loaded up. Don't worry. <laughs> but Almondinger was was the last car running, uh, basically, and he finished three laps down. So it was tough. Yeah, I mean, when you when you get caught up early in a wreck, it's hard to you know bounce back and stay back. I well, mean, and. Not not always though. That's what's crazy is like usually you can go multiple laps down at Daytona. There's so many cautions, so many lucky dogs. But then after that big one, we only had one more caution, and there wasn't even a lucky dog handed out because Hamlin and I think Yaley were the two cars a lap down at that point, and uh, they were both involved in the wreck. And so like they didn't even get the lucky dog, and there was just the lack of cautions was crazy, especially after what we saw in the Xfinity race. Like it turned into kind of a madhouse and. That's what we really expected Saturday night, and they just they kept it so clean. It was and the racing was great. Like we had three wide racing. It was old school Tona. Like it's not like it was boring. And they, they just they did a really good job. Those two big wrecks, but uh, I mean, then the one wreck was really a two car wreck. I think actually Eric Jones was part of that. <laughs> I think he's the one who actually took Ryan Priest out. So there is that. But uh, oh well. Well, and so well, it was. It was actually Chase Briscoe, the fourteen and the four uh, forty-one, I think, or maybe Eric Jones got into them, and then I think Jones. Yeah, I think Jones got into one of them, yeah. and then started the whole thing and got through it. But who knows? Um. All right. Yeah. So again, that that's the tough part about it. There's only three cautions total, just to your point there. Uh, I had Ty Gibbs as a top five car. He was caught up in the. Uh, the big, oh, he big looks one. So good though, Rod. He had an opportunity. He definitely oh, did. It was he was up there all fourth in stage one. Mm -hmm. He was racing for the win in stage two when it happened. Like, what is what was Christopher Bell thinking? I mean, oh, to take your own teammate out like that. Even Danny said on his podcast, he goes, I, "Why are you pushing like that? I don't know." I saw comments from other drivers. Why are you pushing like that in the corner? Just. Man, I, uh, but that's a tale a as old as time. Mistake. Like I know my kids just watched uh, Beauty and the Beast, so I, I, I have that on my <laughs> mind. But I mean, it is. It's a tale as old as time on these super speedways. Pushing in the corners has always been a gigantic point of emphasis for these guys. It's like just don't, and yet here they are, year after year, doing it. So I, I'm wondering at what point. I, it's never going to go away, obviously. But I mean, it's, it's something you got to self police if you're doing it around. And yeah, Ty Gibbs. 
he was up front, and it looked like very well could have had a top five finish, and that got taken away from him all because Christopher Bell decided he wanted to get a little bit antsy and, and push when he shouldn't have. So, yeah, yeah no. and like the way it was kind of shaken out too, he gained a couple of points on on Bubba in stage one, and they I think they finished fourth and sixth, so not too far apart. But he was going to finish first or second in the second stage. Bubba was not going to get any stage points, so like that was going to take a big dip into it, and he was going to have a chance to catch him. Obviously, that wreck just kind of screwed everything. Um, I had Gibbs to be the top Toyota at six to one. Again, you're just making that that small a number of drivers uh, a bigger group uh, panned out for us in the Xfinity race on the Toyota. We hit uh, was it uh, I can't remember who it was that finished the top Toyota Casgrola maybe uh, plus yeah, eight fifty. I think crawling. that one was. But yeah, I mean, you look at this race like Bubba was the top finishing Toyota, but he was twelfth, so it's not like he was super high up there. Bell finished 16th, but then you got to go all the way back to 24th, 24th, 25th, 26th, actually, for the other three Toyotas, um, other than Gibbs, obviously, finishes 35th. But had he made through that accident, really good chance. I think he's going to be the top Toyota, um, was the top-running Toyota most of the race until he was taken out. So, uh, I, again, I think it was a good bet. Austin Dillon, top Chevy. AJ, top Chevy. Obviously, we talked about AJ already. Austin Dillon, I think he got caught up. I mean, who didn't get caught up in that one big one, right? But... Uh, I believe he was one of the cars that didn't quite make it through there. Uh, yeah, and he was actually didn't did, did not restart after that. So he finished 30 30. He was pretty, pretty torn up in that one. So uh, just unfortunate. Uh, again, didn't really get to see what he maybe could have done for us. But uh, you're throwing these darts, and uh, <laughs> these darts just didn't work out on Saturday. <laughs> no, and neither did the Michael McDowell dart that I tossed out. I had Michael McDowell as a top three car at 10 to 1. He started 39th. I mean, he finished 13th, so that talks about the chaos that there definitely was to even get him that far. He was able yeah, to they, be in the pack, but yeah, it was it was frustrating. It was a whole weird thing. They had some type of issue in qualifying, and there was no practice to like feel things out, so we weren't even sure like if his car was going to run good on Sunday. And then I get I didn't even realize he finished 13th. I don't remember seeing him the whole day, so I guess he survived enough and and got a decent finish at the end. But I don't think he was really going to be a threat for a top three. No, Rod, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you suck. God, I was so excited for this part, too. I, I know. And it. and now you'll be excited for it, but you got to hang tight real, right. this real quick. Because I got to tell you that August is almost over. Literally, by the time you're listening to this, it could be over. You know what that means? Time's running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you got to do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trade. Just set it, forget it underdog does the rest try it out with underdog's best ball mania tournament it's the largest fantasy football contest of all times with 15 million dollars of total prizes up for grabs including an absurd three million dollars going to the winner you have what it takes to win it all yeah you do time is now the last day to draft your fantasy football team is september 7th visit underdogfantasy.com and find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code sgpn to get your first deposit doubled up to one hundred dollars that's underdog fantasy promo code sgpn concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER make sure you check out our patreon listen i'm telling you right now becoming a part of the sgpn family is fantastically in fact i just celebrated my three-year anniversary as a contributor to the sports gambling podcast network i started out as a as a writer for fantasy football kind of parlayed itself into the fantasy football podcast till I hooked up with Cody here on the NASCAR gambling podcast and the rest is history F1 Indy like what haven't we covered so far the journey continues to grow and that's all thanks to you guys 
and the entire SGPN family. So sign up to support us with our Patreon. You get exclusive access to contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. This week's Patreon pick is all week one college football. Patreon's a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Join our family. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. Incredible to think that three years has gone by already since I've uh, become a part of this. And ah. that is that is crazy. Okay, Rod, uh, I, I'm on the clock in a in a best ball thing here. Oh, this is an, a new one I just started today, of course, because you got to keep them going. Of course, I got the fifth pick. Who are we taking? It's it's Tyreek Cup uh, Cup Eckler Diggs Bijan. I was leaning Eckler. What do you think? Who should, how should I start this team out? Diggs. You know that Diggs is going to get his. God, you're going to make me take a Buffalo Bill. I have to make you take Jesus a Buffalo Bill. Gross. Come on. Think Ugh, about the rest nah. of those. I mean, Tyreek, yes, in Ugh. Miami, but. Ugh. Let me hold my nose while I make this pick. You're going to be thankful. Ugh. Okay, I picked up Jesus. That's Diggs, disgusting. easy 1,500 yards this This is my least favorite team already. <laughs> it's fine. When it wins you the, the, the $3 million, I will share the pot with you. All right, fine. All I all I ask for is the ten dollar finder's fee for that. So, oh ten dollar. Oh geez. Okay, I was gonna give you at least twenty, but if you just want ten, <laughs> I you know whatever. Uh, I love it. Uh, all right, Cody. All right, this Rob, one you're excited about, so get to it. The number one rule at Super Speedways: the commandment fade Kyle Larson at Super Speedways, but Rod. He looks so good throughout the race. He's up front. He's mixing it up. He's running so well. But what happens every time, Rod? He gets caught up in the wrecks, ends up with flat tires, ends up multiple laps down. He even looked good at the end of the race, trying to help push Chase Elliott to the win. But he was two laps down, three laps down, whatever. It didn't matter. Finishes in 27th. He still only has one career top five finish on super speedways so rod took eric almirola over kyle larson at minus 125 over on DraftKings. almirola finishes third easy peasy also took kyle bush over kyle larson at minus 120 he finished seventh another easy peasy one daniel suarez was the other one that was available i said i didn't trust suarez enough to take that but even suarez beat him rod so uh, I would have taken B.J. McLeod head-to-head against Kyle Larson on a super speedway, and I'll do it next time if you give it to me. B.J. McLeod beat Kyle Larson. Ty Dillon beat Kyle Larson. J.J. Yaley beat Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson sucks on super speedways. When we get to Talladega this fall, which is uh, his worst super speedway easily, we'll do this yet again, and they'll likely cash yet again, and we'll have this entire conversation all over. Fade Kyle Larson on super speedways, Rod. <laughs> it's it's the free space in your bingo card. It literally is. Like that's the one that you start with and then you build the rest of your card around it. If you're gonna go heavy on any bets on super speedways, it's all the head to heads against Kyle Larson. That's where you know that you are going to come out on top. He just and he's he even admits it, like he's just not good at him. And even no matter how good he looks during the race, because there's times where he looks good always finds his way into the wreck and he did it again there was only one wreck really on the day that involved a substantial amount of cars and larson had to be one of them that's just how it goes it's the law it's murphy's law right that's that's the way it is uh all right my next bet was the one that hit and that was chris busher over kyle bush minus 105 
I mean, look, it's hard to beat first, right? And and honestly, Kyle Busch was up and down in this race. This was a very strange one for Kyle. He started 18th, and then the ebbs and the flows of the whole thing just sort of took him out of the top 10, put him back in the top 10. Like he wasn't at the end of uh, he wasn't in the top 10 at the end of stage 1. He finished second in the in uh, stage 2, and then again, it was just Kyle would would find partners and then lose them and then, you know, fall back, fall forward. I think he even got kind of nicked up a little bit at one point. Um it wasn't that he got like completely hit, but I think I think he got I think he got nicked or if he didn't, it was it was very close, but it, yeah, just for Kyle Busch, it was just a weird day for him. And then to end the day 7th, I was almost like where did he even come from at the end of that because I don't remember seeing him anywhere near i think he just picked the right line toward the end of the race uh to be able and he did lead five laps too which again shows that he had the kind of car uh somewhere around the middle of the race to actually do and, and make some noise but um yeah i don't know this was a weird one for kyle bush but for chris busher obviously at the end all he needed to do was beat him and he did yep yeah exactly uh bush man he was kind of impressive again on a super speedway like he continues to be really good. He might be a guy we're going to have to keep an eye on when we get to Talladega this fall. Um, but, uh, yeah, obviously, Chris Buescher wins the race, so you hit this one. Uh, again, you want to you want to focus more if you're going to take head-to-heads on the small money stuff, or if you get plus money stuff, minus 105 on that. I know the Larson ones were bigger, but that's the exception of the rule because that is the rule. You fade Kyle Larson. So, uh, But, yeah, that's the right way to attack it. And, and yeah, this one cash for you. Congrats. Corey LaJoy. He cashed the top 10 at plus 170, Rod. That was, yep, that's um, the one. So we hit that. That was great. Top five, top Chevy to win. Did not cash. Just not enough chaos. I mean, really, he wasn't up there as much as I would have liked to have seen. I think he was kind of hanging back a little, hoping for more. And we just never got it like that. That was the thing with so many of these bets. It didn't end up as chaotic as we had hoped. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, not Corey LaJoy's day. He'll have to wait until... Uh, Probably next year. Maybe Tal- we'll bet on him again at Talladega just because we can. Although Talladega, his worst super speedway as well, so we'll probably go a little lighter there, but you never know. Uh, maybe he'll win the Daytona 500 next year and just kick the season off with a bang. Yeah, Corey LaJoy's corner was a little tiny corner this time, but uh, was, that's all right. It was. The top hey, 10 cash. So top 10 cashed. We'll take that, but uh, yeah, the rest of it, uh, just not to be this week. Uh, all right, I had winning manufacturer Toyota. I Again, we were just picking the longest odds of that. At the beginning, it started to look pretty good, right? I mean, with Gibbs and and, and uh, Bell and all those Toyotas running up front, we thought, okay, well, maybe we got a shot. But then we saw the Chevys start to take you know their, their place in it. And then all of a sudden, we saw the Fords taking their spots up there. I mean, so here's the thing, right? So Chase obviously led, or Chase Briscoe leads the first 22 laps. Okay, he was he was in you know the 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 front uh, he was at the pole so of course but then it was Denny Hamlin Martin Truex you're like okay great great but then like we said uh, Chevys with Almondinger Elliott Almondinger Chastain Almondinger right all these uh, leading the race and then all of a sudden toward the end of it it was uh, Busher Harvick even Briscoe for a hot second right then all of a sudden the Ford started to make it was just like I said it's weird ebb and flow of the race just sort of you never really knew which one was going to which one was going to actually be there at the end so yeah um, exactly and you're just looking for value mm-hmm. plus 380 right so again value we saw gibbs was up there we saw bell was up there truex and hamlin led quite a few laps each so uh, they had their chances for sure but obviously uh just didn't quite work out in the end 
winner's rod. I had Ryan Blaney 13 to one. I mean, he's leading the race when he got wrecked. So not much more you can ask for him to be doing at that point. Uh, I think he would have been there at the end if, if he'd have made it that far. So uh, just didn't happen. Eric Amarola, 30 to one. I mean, he finished third. He was up there all day long, started up there, stayed up there, never really left up there. That was a great bet. Eric Jones, we talked about him, 35 to one. You probably would have just needed more chaos for him to get up there. And her 100 to one, I definitely placed that one again. I mean, he starts six. So right there, not that starting great here means a lot, but showed you his car was going to be competitive. He ran up front. Danny gave him a shout out on the podcast, how he, he cut him brakes and how he, he was working well with them. Um, so I think that overall pretty, pretty decent card. Um, the Jones one, probably the one I'm most disappointed with just because we didn't see him up there much. But again, had it been more chaotic, had we got to some overtimes, uh, maybe that one would have hit then at that point. So I'm a roll of 30 to one. I was rooting for him hard there at the end, but just wasn't quite to be. No, it was not. Uh, and then, of course, I had the Toyotas. I had Denny. I had Bubba. Denny led some laps. Denny led 12 laps. So it wasn't as if his car wasn't bad. But Denny, king of bad luck. Just absolute king of bad luck. Uh, well, it, yeah, he kind of brought it on himself, too. He went to the back and, like... He hung out again. He thought there was going to be... He thought the same way I did. And actually made the right call initially because he went to the back right before that big wreck. And stayed out of it and bubble went with him and stayed out of it kept his points you know point position alive and and then denny thought there was going to be more like i did and there just never was more so he never he never found his way back up there well and it's funny too because when we talk about denny and super speedways and we talk about it all the time that he will pull himself out and he will take himself out of line and say i'm i'm good for now i'll hang back and when he did that immediately I was like, oh, okay, well, there's Denny being Denny. And the announcers were like, well, there must be. And I was like, no, Denny does this all the time. Oh, and then they the pulled time. up the radio, and he goes, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. He pulls up and drops back. <laughs> like, mean, that's what he does. He is the he is the king of doing that. And mm -hmm. he's won three Daytona 500 rods, so he knows something about how it works. Like, it's it's done well for him, and it, it didn't work out this time, but can't say you blame him. He saw the one wreck coming, and, and it happened. And then he just thought there would be more chaos, and there wasn't. And I can't say I disagree. I'm like, I thought there would be more chaos too. And it just never happened. Yeah. And so for Denny, yeah, he ends up 26th. So, eh, I mean, again, he was up front it, it, that was a fast car. It was not necessarily a bad call, but just his strategy didn't work well, out and then for him. He, was it, he had a crew member over the line too soon or something. Is that what got him? Cause he ended up finishing lapped. Yeah. I think it was during that one green flag pit cycle they had. He had a penalty and had to come back down. And that's what that at that point, then he got so far behind that he was just not competitive with no cautions. There's no way to get the lap back. And, yeah. and so that really screwed him. Yep. Uh, Bubba started fourth. Really good start for Bubba. And, and in fact, he actually had said after this was the one interview that he did that it didn't sound like he hated the world and himself. Uh, he finished 12th. So he said he was locked in. He said he was having a pretty oh, decent day. Just, man, the relief, like the weight taken off of his shoulders for finally getting into the playoffs. It's great to see. I love Bubba. He's a great driver, I think. He does a lot of good things for the sport. And, you know, Michael Jordan's one of his car owners. That's Michael Jordan was there on pit road. And then Michael said something about see you next week. Like he's going to be at the net. Like, and they said they've seen him so much more. He doesn't have the Hornets anymore, right? He could be at the track whenever he wants to be, be at the shop whenever he wants to be. It's great to see him so involved in NASCAR and uh, both his teams get in. Bubba makes it in. So, yeah, it's uh, I think it was great to see. 
Yeah, again, he didn't win the race, but he did have a good solid one. And and I don't know, maybe a couple more things happen. He may be able to get out there in the front. He didn't have a lot of friends around him, though, because Toyotas were not necessarily all right there. So uh, it yeah. would have been well, tough and, for him. And then I think uh, he was racing a little conservatively at the beginning just because he was trying to be safe. And then he got locked in as far as if there wasn't a new winner. So then you started to see him make the push towards the front. Just never fully made it up there because, well, Danny wasn't there to help him as much. And you know they there was the lack of cautions and Rex actually get him up there but uh, i think again if we'd gotten a couple of cautions late maybe could have uh maybe could have gotten him up there for a win we'll never know but that's all right we'll uh we'll just be happy with the one that we did cash and uh, move on to the truck race on sunday we'll do that hang tight we want to tell you about a show we love on this network Hey everybody, if you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes exactly, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab, market movers, after all, we are the Marks, he is my hubby, and she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over. Give us a listen. Come for the football. Stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once. Going twice. Sold. All right. So it was. uh, Before we before we move over, some breaking news. Uh Interesting little change here. Penske has made a change for 23 and 24. They're sending Jeremy Bullins from Ryan Blaney's number 12 car. Over to the 21 Harrison Burton Wood Brothers car, and they're taking Brian Wilson from the 21 Wood Brothers car over to Ryan Blaney's 12 car. What? So a little interesting swap there between Austin Sindrick and Harrison Burton. Interesting. Obviously, the the 21 car is essentially a fourth Penske car. Wood Brothers owns and owns it technically, but everything's run out of the Penske shop, and it's in theory, a fourth Penske car. But uh, so, yeah, they're, they're making a swap there, I guess. Uh, oh, speaking of a driver that we're about to talk about here, Carson Hosevar driving the 42 car yes. now. That's uh, for this week, at least. Yes. It's just, uh, again, they're just, for whatever reason, announcing drivers one week at a time, whatever. But uh, it will be great to see. Uh, trucks are off this week. They're going to Kansas next week for the first uh, first playoff cut race, actually, for them. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no no trucks this week at Darlington, so Hosovar will be piloting the 42 car, which will be uh, exciting to see. He had a great, great run going in the 7 car at Nashville in his cup debut. Obviously, the brake rotor hit the wall late there and uh, ended up not getting the finish out of it, but uh, I, I think it will be exciting to see him, and I'm I'm excited to see him in that uh, in that uh, 42 car. Me too. Hopefully, he'll do some uh, good things in that car. So, yep, definitely. And speaking of Hosovar... Definitely had some bets on him this week in the Clean Harbors 175. Ah, the, the good portion of the show, Rod. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Uh, it's the Milwaukee Mile, and we had a lot of fun on this one. We we actually had this race pretty much. I, in fact, who was it on? Uh, was it Ty Tiger or JDK said that's when? You're I, it was bo- both of them. I think it was the, a combination. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I like it because somebody said that's when you know you're seeing the ball well, and I think this. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite. That was my favorite comment out of the entire thread there because i mean this we were seeing the ball well on this race yeah and again this was just like we tried so hard to lay this weekend out for you we're going to give you the picks they're the educated guesses at daytona but it's so hard to peg 
You just you you throw them out there. You hope for the best. We hit some in Xfinity. We didn't hit so many in the Cup Series. Like we knew that's how it was going to go. And then we said Sunday you're going to have your chance for a quote unquote normal race in the Truck Series. It's going to be easier to predict. And we told you we didn't bet on the favorites. We did took the top two favorites. We said we're not betting on them today. And Rod, three of the four guys we gave out ended up finishing first, second, and third in this race. Like it really played out exactly how we saw it playing out. It was great. Um, and so, yeah, we'll just jump right into it. Carson Osmar, we just talked about, had him for a top three plus 100. There was a chance late. He was maybe even going to win that race. Um, I don't think there's really any way he was going to hold end finger off. I held my breath very hard as they touched and almost took each other out and cost us a lot of these bets. But uh, luckily that didn't happen. Uh, host of our held on for second place. So yeah, at, at even money plus 100, uh, this one was never really that much in question. Like Osovar was up front throughout the day um, and was running well. So, yeah, you uh, things worked out for him and, and finishes on second. Yeah, it definitely, I mean, again, that was that was not even a question because we knew Osovar was going to be good, and he proved it very much so. Well, and this is like, what, seven or eight, like top four finishes in a row on yeah. true oval tracks. Like things are going really well for Osovar. And he's like, I don't have it right in front of me, but he's like seven points, I think, away from locking himself in. Like he just has to like finish ahead of two cars at Kansas or something, and and then he's good to go to get to the next round. So things are going well for him. I like his chances for sure. <sighs> heartbreak, Cody. Absolute heartbreak for my next bet. I had William Swalich, oh, the sixteen-year-old phenom, as a top five truck, Cody. Where was uh, where was Sawalich uh, at the end of stage one? He was in. Oh well, yeah. First of all, he goes out. He goes out and wins the Arca race beforehand. Yes, he so does. He gets all the you know the track time. Things are looking good. Gonna parlay that into a good truck race. And like you said, stage one. He was sixth place in stage one. He was fifth pl- or uh, yeah, sixth place in stage one. Fifth place in stage two. He was a fifth place truck. For a better part of that race, gets loose underneath one of the cut one of the trucks, ends up wrecking out. I was devastated, and that was lap one thirty six. He did not have a whole much a lot of of um of race left to finish being a top five truck. But I'm telling you right now, this kid is for real. I am on yeah. Sawalich for it's, the rest of the season. Dude, this is this is Corey Heim from last year, and I don't remember. If they compared that on on the broadcast, or if I saw that somebody say that on Twitter or something, or on X, whatever, but uh, some somebody compared, uh, you know, he's he's just like Heim last year, and it's like, boom, you know, Heim was coming in, he was winning races as a part time guy, young guy, and then he took a look at what he's done this season, like it's been pretty freaking great. And Swalich, watch out, because I think he's going to be full time next year. Uh, well, full time ish, I guess he's only going to be seventeen, so can't even technically run all the tracks. So. We'll see what the plan is, I guess, for him. But he's going to be a guy we're going to continue to talk about. I think this was a great call by you. I had Carson Hosovar over Zane Smith. Oh, oh, there goes Zane Smith to the back again, Rod. <laughs> uh, I will admit I did not see this entire race. I was doing some other stuff with the family and watching IndyCar in this race all at the same. Um, but uh, again, like Smith did not qualify well. 18th in qualifying. Uh, and, and like it just, man, I mean, he was... Uh, Let's see. He didn't even finish anywhere in the top 10 in stage one. He was 10th in stage two, but the end of the race, like 12th, just, I don't, I don't think he led any laps. Like just Zane Smith has not been the same Zane Smith. There's something going on. 
I don't know what the deal is. I, I don't know if this contract situation, I mean, obviously front row didn't, you know, didn't renew his option or whatever. I, I don't know what's going on, but until further notice, like off of Zane Smith for a while here and Hosovar over him, it was easy day. Like it was not no question about this. So uh, yeah, Hosovar over Smith minus 120 was an easy cash. Yeah, Zane was not a factor in the lead pack at all. So like you said, he was 10th at, at the end of stage two, but really that was kind of irrelevant because it was it was just a matter of a couple of people were, were not necessarily where they're supposed to be anyways. And yeah, I mean, again, his final finish in 12th, it was not impressive. So I think you're right. I think we're, we're kind of just off of Zane Smith as far as going heavy on what we used to be. Yeah, so and, uh, again, like these guys had some good finishes lately too. So it's, it's so it's crazy to say it, but for where they're giving him to us, I guess it's you, you take, if you keep getting guys like host of against them, like how do you not take him with, with all the struggles that Smith has had lately? It's been, it's just been rough. So, yeah. Uh, all right. I had host of ours, the top Chevy, obviously he wasn't, but he was the second top Chevy and who knows if, you know, anybody could have, if, if Corey Heim would have actually finished his charge and actually uh, made it, made this more interesting, you know, Ugh, I'm scared me, Rod. The one week I didn't bet on him. <laughs> He's looking good there at the end for a minute. And I'm like, God, I'm so used to rooting for you to do well, but maybe not this week, Corey, back it off a little. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, again, with, with Josevar being the top Chevy, that one didn't pan out. It was close. I mean, it was, it wasn't that far away, but, um, like a bet. I mean, and, yeah. and, and fingers crew, like, geez, they were trying to throw the race for him. Like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it made him work for it for sure. But, uh, you definitely weren't far off and finger speaking of him, had him for a top five plus plus one twenty five. easily the best car on the day. I mean, he comes out and qualifying, he, he gets the pole. He just led right away, swept both stages, ends up winning the race. His crew cost him a little bit twice there. He came back to the front both times. Uh, yeah, so this was never the biggest question of this was when Hosovar got into him as they were battling for the lead, and I was afraid they were both going to spin out. But otherwise, Endfinger was top five all day long with no questions. Uh, and so, yeah, this one easily cashed at plus 125. Yes, it did. Uh, my next one would have easily cashed, but another heartbreaker. I had Nick Sanchez over Ben oh, Rhodes. Man. Yes. <sighs> that was heartbreak yes. among heartbreak. 142 <laughs> laps had passed, and stinking Corey Heim and Nick Sanchez get into it. That was such a weird wreck. It was too, a horrible like, wreck, man. Heim just completely ran him over. I don't know how he didn't get pinned between him and the wall. He just goes around like that was a that was a weird the whole thing was strange. Yeah, and it was definitely heartbreaking given the fact that Sanchez finished in second in stage one. He was in the top five in stage. I mean, Ben Rhodes was starting to, to put it on uh, toward the end of that race. I'll give him that. But, I mean, it's yeah, Sanchez. Rhodes fell off to 16th like by yeah. the end. So That's it, what I'm saying. Sanchez was the faster truck the entire race long. Sanchez would have cashed this if he would have been able to cross the finish line. Uh, but, unfortunately, he just... He got taken out. And I mean, he did cross the finish line, but he had already, you know, it was already too much for him. He he finished 24th, but he started second. So I'm just yeah, pissed. Yeah, he started second. He finished second stage one. Like he was running up there throughout the day uh, and looked fast and looked good. And then, yeah, that unfortunate. I don't, I think D, well, that was after that weird pit stop too, where a bunch of people uh, stayed I, out. I, I don't, uh, I'm going to have to someday figure out, Rod. Why these cars or trucks in this case, if you know you're so much slower than everybody, 
I get you're staying out for the track position and okay, great. You're going to be second when they wave the green flag, but like within five seconds, 47 cars have passed you. There's not even that many cars on the track. And it's like, why stay out? Like get out of the fucking way. I don't, that never makes sense to me because it's, they don't, they never stay up there. They always fall back. And so that it was them checking up and then Sanchez checked up and I'm just ran him over. So yeah, if they uh, knew, I, if they know right. already that they don't have a fast enough right. car or you're, truck, you're to, not, yeah, there's run. zero chance yeah. you stay up. There. Like there's, there's a couple of select tracks where maybe it will work, you know, especially like it's a, a super speedway or, or something. Then yeah. then yeah, you try it, but uh, you know, you're not, uh, I don't know. It just, it bothers me when these guys stay out and it's like, you're just, you're going to get run over literally. <laughs> And so, yeah, I don't, whatever. But anyways, conversation for the day, Ron. <laughs> um, I had Ben Rhodes, top three, Stuart Freeze, and top five. These were each six to one. Just some long shots kind of tossing out there to maybe see what they would do. Uh, and they didn't really either do do anything. Rhodes started 10th, so there was that. Uh, like you said, he kind of had a little bit of a charge there late. Um, but But really, his result did not reflect that. He ends up finishing in 16th. And uh, Stuart Freeze and... Uh, I I think he's just checked out, Rod. He finished thirtieth, so I don't. I he started seventh though, like he started good. Yeah, no, he just, didn't start. He didn't start seventh. No, Never mind. Didn't. That was that's how many points he scored was seven. Yeah, I was gonna say he didn't. Start uh, seven. No, I I just he just I don't know. I guess we're not gonna bet bet our favorite Canadian for a while because. Rough. He didn't make the playoffs, and, and things obviously are, are sort of falling apart in the 52 camp. So, unfortunately, neither of these bet. They were just kind of tossing some stuff out. Maybe you'd end up with a fast truck uh, randomly or or end up with some chaos at the end, and they get up there. But neither of those happened, so that's all right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll pass on those ones anyways. Yes, we will. Um, I'm going to lump my next two together because they kind of go hand in hand. I had the winning truck as odd at plus 100, and Chevy also as the winning manufacturer at plus 130. An odd Chevy won this race. Therefore, we are all happy in this instance. Uh, yeah, definitely just a... It was it was the one that we thought was going to win won. So, like I said, if we, if we think that was going to win, then taking those two, especially at plus money together, that, that's a hell of a day. I wish you could parlay those. That would have been even better. Yeah, that, that would be really great. And yeah, I mean... Uh, you look at it, and like Hosovar was, of course, the one guy that, that maybe you you were a little scared of here. But we thought Enfinger might win this. We thought Ekus might win this. It's they're both odd trucks. They're both Chevrolets. Like, yeah, all kind of lined up and pointed that way. Obviously, Majeski was maybe going to be of concern, which it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of stuff. I it's, there's like some rumors NASCAR might kick them out of the playoffs, right? I don't I don't know what the hell they were doing to their truck, but. It'll be interesting. Obviously, we'll talk about it this week whenever the news comes out about what penalties might be issued. But interesting to to see what what's going on there because it sounds like some some penalties are coming for sure. They took a tire, confiscated one tire. So I yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I'm saying, Rod. I don't know what they were doing, but uh, uh, somebody found the nitrous bottle in the tire or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But uh, I had Matt Mills to win Group F plus two thirty. Uh, this one did not really have a chance. It uh, Matt Mills, he ended up, I don't remember if he got spun or if he ended up with a pit penalty. I think he might have had a pit penalty. Uh, but I he, did, he did. I mean, he didn't. Penalty. He didn't start well. He didn't run well, and he didn't finish well. Um, he did beat uh, nobody in this group, actually. I don't think. 
So, yeah, uh, apparently I should. Oh, he did beat Matt Benedetto. so there is that. Crafton, though, shout out to him. Had a top uh, top five run. He ended up in, in fifth place, so I didn't see that coming from him. Taylor Gray uh, had his ups and downs. We're Gray end up 13. So it's not, I mean, uh, yeah, not super great finishes from anybody outside of, of Crafton. So I thought maybe this would have a chance. Maybe that 51 would show up and be quick, but uh, not the case, Rob. No. And and really for Matt Mills, they said his name once. They were like, oh, look at Matt Mills up here. And then that was it. And then that, that was the last you heard of Matt Mills. Yeah. I think they said his name exactly once in the entire broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. And then, of course, for winners, Cody, we, like you said, we had three of the top four uh, or yeah, three of the top four of the top three. I don't know. I can't count. We had we a had lot three, of them. We had three of the top three. There you go. We had all three top three guys. Yeah. So wh- who did you have? Um, I had, whoops, I just uh, too many tabs, Rod. Carson Hosevar, plus 500. Again, we talked about it. Majeski was the favorite. His contracts didn't look that good. Then they end up, which I'm glad we weren't on him because they end up getting, you know, having that, that tire confiscated, all that stuff. And uh, he ends up, yeah, was he not allowed to qualify or did he qualify, but it wouldn't didn't matter. I don't remember what they did. I think he, uh, I can't remember how it worked, but he had to start the back, had to do a pass through penalty, like the whole thing, which pass through Daytona is fine. Pass through Milwaukee miles, not as helpful for you. Um, and then Corey Heim again, it was love the dude, love to bet on him. The numbers weren't great. And uh, this type of track, maybe not so much. Now, Kansas in a couple of weeks, probably going to be back on Corey Heim. I'll tell you that right now. Like, he's probably going to look good. He's probably going to be fast. But so it's host of our for the favorites for us. Um, obviously, he benefited from Endfinger's late pit issues there and uh, took the lead, had a chance, didn't quite get it done, but that's okay. Also, had Stuart Friesen at 50 to 1. Obviously, he was just out to lunch. I thought at that number, I think Friesen's always worth considering at that number just because of what he can do. But uh, Endfinger, 9-1, to one, not a guy I bet on very often, Rod. I stole him from you this week. I had the feeling, the whole GMS thing. He's kind of that blue-collar guy, win one for the Gipper type of guy. And uh, that's what they did. And then he comes out, he qualifies it on the pole, absolutely dominates. He won me a ton of money in Truck DFS this week. That was easily my best series this week. I had him in the lineup. I actually I had him, Hosovar. And who was else was it that? And oh, no, I don't think I played Heim. So, oh, Derek Krause, who ended up finishing eighth after starting 25th. So he made me, yeah. So having those three guys, and Krause was actually up there in the top five. He fell back a little bit, but those guys ended up carrying my lineup for me. So that was great. But yeah, Grand Endfinger, nine to one, cashed as the winner. So that was nice, uh, nice little recovery after the heartbreak of the IndyCar race that afternoon <laughs> and uh, and after how Saturday night went uh, for the Cup Series. Yeah, I mean, again, that was all uh, just so much heartbreak this weekend as far as having the right bet and then having it just snatched out of your hands. Uh, so, and then I gave you, uh, if, if Grant Enfinger didn't win, I gave you Grant Enfinger, uh, which, oh, no, I'm sorry. I gave you Christian Eckes. Uh, I love that I got called out for that. It was such a late <laughs> night that night. I, I didn't know what yeah, I was talking whatever. about, but um, the, but that's that's why I doubled down. I knew Grant Enfinger was going to win this race, so I wasn't going to give you anybody else but Grant Enfinger. But I did give you Christian Eckes uh, as a backup. Christian Eckes finishes third. And look, if if Hosevar and Enfinger would have collided in that uh, in that last lap, if they would have taken each other out, who would have driven straight through that? It would have oh, been Christian Eckes. That's what I'm saying. Like I I was almost thinking to myself, oh crap, oh crap. <laughs> 
I was like, oh, if they do, oh man, oh, oh wait, never mind. Oh, wait, Go ahead. wait, this could actually work out. Well, that was yeah. So host of our like takes the lead late, and I'm like, okay, good. And then I'm like, end fingers going around. And I'm like, wait, I have a bigger number on end finger. Come on, end finger. Like, yeah. let's go. I was like, wait a second. Who who's got what? I don't I care. I wanted host of our to win this, but now I really want end finger to win this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely one of those situations where you were. It didn't matter what happened. Like it was, we were covered either way. So uh, definitely happy about that one. So again, this is like we were seeing the ball well, right? Eckes was eleven to one on this one, so um, definitely did not uh, did not disappoint us on that. But overall, not necessarily the greatest of days uh, or weekends as far as betting cards. But there was some good but, stuff happening. We had some good races in there. This was one of them again. But more predictable races are just easier to hit on. If you only listen to the Cup Series race every week, like look at this weekend, we hit decent bets in Xfinity, and we hit really good in the Truck Series, like. These series, in my opinion, at times are a lot easier to to predict. The numbers are sometimes easier to work around, like depending, and it depends on the options. Sometimes we don't get the best of options and stuff either. Mm-hmm. But this was a good week, and we talked about that. At least I don't remember if, if this was one where you had a little bit of problems filling it out, but like I had no problem. I found stuff I loved right away. Easy card to fill out for me, and, and it paid out well. So uh, luckily, we we got lucky on a few things, like the the Majeski circumstances. I mean, he had flashes in that race where he looked a little bit fast too, but never was quite able to climb back up there. And uh, obviously Enfinger just dominating the day really paid off well for us. So, well, uh, the only reason I had trouble filling out is because you stole all my good picks. That, that was it. I had I had to go. Uh, you got to the right. dock first. Sorry, not sorry, Rod. I was going to say, you got to the dock first. That's why it was tough for me. So, uh, hey, like we talked about before, you know, what's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. At it's this a, point, absolutely. It's all word, you know, by... By legal terms, two hundred and however many episodes into this, we're two fifty now. It's a joint ent- entity. Is this two fifty? Welcome to two fifty, everyone. Oh shit! Look at that. Damn, yeah, bro, we're gonna hit three hundred this year. We're hitting milestones like they're Barry Bonds home runs. That's right. That's right. Wait. Without the steroids, even says you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rod's using steroids. Me not so much. <laughs> oh, what a great way to end this episode. I think I think we've already reached max. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so yes. So now, uh, we move on, right? We move on to Darlington. We move on to the first round of the playoffs. It's going to be an exciting weekend of racing, obviously. Uh, like Cody said, no trucks. So we will do our best to, uh, come up with a fun way to spend our Friday episode with you guys as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm telling you right now, you know, this is getting to the end of, of this season and, uh, it's been a, a hell of a ride. Still a lot more to go so don't no, don't still, leave we got lots, we got a lot to go still so don't don't go anywhere for sure but yeah, yeah xfinity it's coming down there's two races left we got darlington and kansas and then their playoffs begin the first round of the cup series playoffs and, and i think uh this might be some something we talk about on friday but like going through this uh this playoff field rod i would say and we'll again we'll talk i don't want to go too far into it but i would say there's probably two cars that i don't think can win the championship out of the 16 like there's probably not been a, a season before where you could say you've got 14 cars in there that I, I could legitimately see a way for all of them to make the, to be the champion at the end of the year. Like it's uh, again, we'll go through it later this week, but it's going to be, these playoffs are going to be intense. Like there is not, there's not room to make mistakes this year. And I think that there might be some surprise guys eliminated earlier on because if you make any mistakes, it's going to cost you. And uh, I'm I'm pumped. This is going to be a great, great playoff run. Huge names in this. Huge names that aren't in it. The guys like Chase Elliott win some 
Like, what if he just rips off like three or four wins now? All the pressure of the playoffs is off of him. He goes out and plays spoiler and keeps some guys from winning and advancing. Like, it could get crazy. It's a flying the middle finger the entire time. Just, just <laughs> as he's as he's doing the burnouts, every everyone gets the middle That's finger. Right. Yeah, but it's a uh, man. I'm pumped. It's gonna be a good playoffs. And uh, yeah, that's yeah, I'm excited. In a season where he doesn't even make the playoffs, that's the crazy thing about it. Like, I mean, that, that's when you know this has been a wild season that Chase Elliott doesn't yeah. even make the playoffs. But I mean, you go back to last year, like Martin Trix Jr. didn't make the playoffs either, and he raced every single race. Like Elliott missed a bunch of races. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, RFK has the same number of cars in the playoffs that Hendrick has. Like, only three Gibbs cars got in there. It's yeah, it's fun. It's it's a good good year. It is indeed. Uh, all right. Well, then we'll begin the playoff push as we get close to. So tomorrow we'll uh, do the Cup Series, obviously, odds permitting, and uh, yeah, we'll get rolling with that. So Cody, let's put an end to Daytona. Let's put an end to Milwaukee, and we charge ahead to next week. But in the meantime, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. On to uh, the track, too tough to tame, Rod. We're going to do our best to tame it when it comes to bets. So uh, follow me on X at Husker underscore Zeb. You can find all my stuff over there. Getting down to fantasy football time. Ton of stuff out over there for Last Word on Sports. Got a bunch of stuff for sportsgamblingpodcast.com as well. So check all that out. Check out the F1 Gambling Podcast, Rod. 28 to 1, 33 to 1 in the same race last week. They're back this week. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be trying to hit it, hit, hit some more fun ones like that. And uh, I'm excited. Indeed. Yeah, on to Italy for F1 for sure. Having some fun over there. Uh, and then another IndyCar episode, possibly, if we can get the bosses to sign off on it again. Been having fun doing that as well. So uh, I still type twitter.com. Find me there at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio everything I got going on. Whether it's here, whether it is in between media, I'll be back on the back road with Seth and Elliot this week, breaking down Darlington. And of course, catch fast money. Uh, still got articles coming out for the Sports Gambling Podcast as well. So uh, lots of stuff going on. Find me there. But we'll see you guys tomorrow again. Back with more for the Cup Series action. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride. Well,